I'm Kaladu Mohainen, and welcome to Modest Beauty. In today's episode, you'll listen to a conversation with an old school fashion trendsetter and my very first fashion influencer and how she had to navigate around fashion and trends in order to maintain her modesty. And she did a phenomenal job on both. We did have some technical issues, but you still can hear the conversation in the interview. So enjoy. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum, peace and blessings, and welcome to Modest Beauty Podcast. I'm Kaladam Hyman, your host, and I have a first guest today who is talking about modest fashion and what modest fashion meant for her as a woman. Her name is Jamila Muhyman. She's a mom, a grandmother, and great-grandmother. She has traveled extensively. She was in the dental field in her past career. And she has brought some new to the table within the last, I want to say, 10 to 15 years after she retired. I would like to welcome Jamila Muhyman. Thank you for coming and being my first guest on my podcast. Thank you for having me and salam alaikum to our viewers. Well, uh, I would like to start with Bismillah. Before we get into it, I wanted to say when I thought about doing this podcast about modest beauty and fashion for the conscious uh, modest uh, woman, of course, the first person I thought of was you <laughs> because you inspired me. You were my first fashion influencer, you and Halima, my sister. But I think that you, of course, were the first one. And when I found this podcast to do, my first thing was I put out the word mommy, of course. I said, mommy. I said, mommy. And all these words just started coming up. Stylish and uh, fashionable, fashion mentor. But the one that really stuck was the fashion influencer and my fashion trendsetter. So with that said, what does modest fashion mean to you? And do you think you were a modest fashion influencer <laughs> for me anyway? Well, you know, I could say yes and I could say no. Absolutely. Uh, modest fashion as a mom to her daughter, who is a Muslima, and, you know, trying to keep you on a fashionable trend as you socialize with your friends and not feel uncomfortable. I tried to introduce, you know, modest uh, fashions for you to wear and um, just to be comfortable and feel good around your friends. And I think you, you did that because you're not going to compromise your modesty once you embrace Islam. You did not compromise your modesty, but you also did not fall short of being fashionable or trendy. So I do believe that you were very successful. And I guess that was probably one of my questions. I know it was probably a question that I wanted to ask later on, but how did you feel when you were around people dressing modestly like this? Did you feel less attractive? Did you feel that your outfits weren't beautiful or trendy? How did you feel when you were dressing and had to go to different events and had to dress modestly, but also fashionable? Let me put it this way. Prior to Islam, I wasn't really a flasher. I was quite modest, even in my Jahiliya days. To say that, I mean, I didn't wear off-the-shoulder clothing. I didn't wear shorts more than 
two or three inches above the knee. So I had that modesty, I guess, already instilled. So when I accepted Islam, it was kind of easier for me to get into Islamic dressing, yet try to maintain some beauty pieces that I really liked and to you know, continue with maybe what I would call at that time fashionable. So, yeah, I just kind of eased into it and uh, just uh, stayed as modest as I could. It was a little bit difficult in beginning, although, because uh, here in America, we didn't really have the long clothes that you wanted to wear. So we just kind of had to go for the slacks or the pants and add a tunic or add a dress to it at Mm -hmm. that time. But can I interject real quick? I have some pictures I am going to show. My printer wasn't working, so I could not scan them, but I will insert them so my viewers will be able to see them. In the 70s, late 70s, we had some in the 80s. We had some pictures that you were still dressing modestly, but fashionable. You said there weren't long clothes or long things, but you made it work. You made it work. Grammy even made it work. I have a picture of Grammy in this modest dresses. She wasn't Muslim at all. You know what I'm saying? So she was modest and she passed that down to you all and you passed it down to us. So I was really trying to figure that out. Although you didn't have to not dress modestly because you, you know, you dress it the way you wanted to, but you chose to, and it it was nice. And I have these pictures. I am going to show them. So it'd be really treat to see how you looked. Then. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a surprise <laughs> to me. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Wait till you see them. They're really nice, actually. I, and when Alima saw them, she was like, oh, my goodness, you have these? I, said, yeah. I can't even remember um, what they are. Oh, they're, they're beautiful, actually. And, uh, and matter of fact, that's why I can say you are a trendsetter because you started this. And now in 2021, they're still doing it now. They're still doing it now. So these fashions that you started then are still classic, I guess, if you want to say, and still in the modest field as well as trending. I do have another question. Um, who influenced your fashion styling growing up? And how did you keep your fashion sense and style once you became Muslim? What, did you look for fashion inspirations in other Muslims? Did you look for fashion inspirations on TV? Uh, because there was no internet at the time. So what did you look for? Okay. Uh, I would say, actually, we're talking about your grandmother. I would say definitely she was uh, an inspiration. She loved clothes and she had closets full of them. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even uh, with her passing, she had clothes in her closet with tags on it, which meant that she had recently bought things that she weren't able to wear when she had gotten ill. But yes, Mm -hmm. she was an inspiration for me. And also, I would say my oldest sister, who loved uh, sewing and she sewed things to fit her and Mm -hmm. she would take a pattern and she would just adjust to her own style. Um, She was quite an inspiration for me. So I just kind of took both of them and kind of molded into maybe what I could use Islamically as a Mm -hmm. Muslim. You know, one tip my sister did give me was back then in the old days, they wore slips. I don't know if you can even find one nowadays Mm -hmm. uh, underneath their clothing, but Mm -hmm. she didn't like them because they were made of polyester or Mm -hmm. silk and it stuck to you. And Mm -hmm. so she said, just uh, line your garment. 
-hmm. put a lining in your Mm -hmm. garment and you don't need a slip. So that was a tip that I took on, uh, especially as a Muslim, because you didn't want anything see-through. If you had a pretty skirt or something, you wanted, you just put a lining in it and you go Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned Aunt Cookie because I think she was a fashion influencer in the family as well. Um, And that was good uh, because I think that's when you started sewing when you Mm -hmm. started with her and she's the one that showed you. And it did become a little more, a lot easier, I should say, when you were able to make your own clothes. But how would you choose your outfits or what would you wear when you like had a special event to go to or something? How how would you choose? As a matter of fact, how did you choose your outfit today? What went through your mind or what goes through your mind when you're choosing outfits? Well, I'll answer the last part of the question first. Uh, today's outfit actually came about, and you know, we've kind of been stuck at home for a year and a half. Uh, so, you know, there weren't many things that, you know, you can go to. So I just kind of chose a, an outfit that I liked. I like the idea that uh, tan and blue uh, or tan and denim really goes well together. So I. And your pants are denim or blue? My pants are blue. blue. Yeah, okay. Blue with the tan top. And so then I found the scarf and said, oh, wow, you know, I had this for quite a while. And so I put it together and that was today's pick. But as far back, you know, when I first became uh, Muslim, I had to find things that would help me to be as modest as I could when I went out. You know, at the time, if you were going to the masjid, you needed to have something that, you know, you didn't have to bring along a tote full of prayer scarves and things just to wrap yourself in. So I always tried to pick an outfit that if uh, prayer time came or if I went Mm -hmm. to the mosque or if we socialized with Muslims, that I would feel comfortable in what I had on Mm -hmm. and not have to bring along uh, a lot of pieces. Okay. I understand where you're coming from with that because when you go to the mosque, you do have to dress a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to extend that a little further as well because you had weddings that you went to. We had family mm-hmm. reunions that we went to. We used mm-hmm. to get together at families' gatherings for different uh, holiday functions and stuff. And you, again, did not fall short of being fashionable. <laughs> you used to take, I'm telling you, like you used to take whatever outfit. I have more pictures that I would show those to. <laughs> <laughs> um, more pictures of you at our friends, uh, family friends wedding, and you look beautiful. You have a long dress on, and you had your scarf, you know, tied certain way it was pretty. We went to another family's uh, wedding, and you had a hat on. You still had a long dress on. Your arms, were co- everything was covered, but you had a hat on. And I find that when you can change or uh, I guess a modest hack if you want to call that and fit your style so you wouldn't feel because I did ask you earlier did you feel like your outfits were less attractive than anybody else's did you ever feel that possibly you know it could have happened I don't really remember the thoughts that I had back then but I could say yes possibly there were times but then again when I left home whatever I had on I felt good in it because you know this is the way I chose my outfits uh, I choose things that I feel that would make me look and feel comfortable so back then whatever I had on I'm sure someone else had a better looking outfit 
Maybe I wished I had it, but, you know, at that time, (laughs) I was comfortable in what I had on. And yeah, of course, no, I never showed that I was jealous of another outfit or no, absolutely not. And you had so many compliments. People would tell you how beautiful, mashallah, you looked, how wonderful your outfits looked. You always came to represent and that was it. So if you did feel that, which a lot of us do, I'm sure, because that's just, I'm going to say a woman's nature, but you never fell short of that and you never showed that. And you had so many compliments and so many just different aspects and and designs when you would go to different places. And that's why I asked that question earlier. What what went through your mind when you were choosing outfits? How did you choose a certain thing on where we were going and and what we were doing? But yeah, I I just feel that you do, you have, (laughs) you have a sense of fashion that you probably didn't recognize, but you were just doing for the purpose of being modest. You just didn't know what to think because it was already instilled in you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I assume that's probably absolutely true. Like I say, mom, my mom was really fashionable. And so just being around her and seeing the things that she wore and the things that she purchased. Yeah, of course, it was just kind of instilled in me. I didn't realize that. But as I matured and became my own person, uh, I just kind of kept it going. You look back and say, oh, mom wore this. And, you know, I like this. So so you just go with what you have that's instilled in in you and that, that I did yeah and I and it was passed down because um, and it was, I love you know. to I love to dress a lot of times the kids ask me oh where are you going I'm going to the grocery store because I remember you you would not have anything leave the house without it being ironed without it matching without it looking good and all <laughs> put together you just didn't get up and say I'm going with some sweatpants on and go that was and I'm still style. that way and, and I'm still I that way <laughs> I know you are. And it was passed down from Granny to you to me. So I thank you for that. So I had the pleasure of growing up with you as my mom and be my mommy bear. Um, and as my first, yeah, my mommy bear, as my uh, first fashion inspiration and influencer. What can people look forward from Jamila Muhaiman today? Well, today, let's jump forward a few years. I would say in the last three years, I've gone back to school. Mm -hmm. Um, to get a a degree in creative writing. I love writing. I have published, uh, written and published uh, uh, two or three books, a couple of for my grandkids, just personal stories for them. Mm -hmm. And I've written an an, uh, Islamic handbook uh, for new Muslims. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember the difficulty that um, we had, you know, when we accepted Islam, it was Mm -hmm. only on weekends. So nowadays, you know, you got to work hard to be able to get to where you need to be. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so today, aside from, uh, you know, back in school and continuing my exercise uh, regimen, Tai Chi and yoga and just walking and uh, eating healthy and yeah, that's so those are today. Those are the, those are your inspirations and influences that you're sharing that's, with uh, us. That's today. my inspiration for today. I actually, I you know, I like to inspire anyone around me, and I like to be inspired by people around me. So I mm-hmm. like to choose my friends uh, who will do that for me. But I like to inspire my grandchildren. You know, for me at this age in my life, I think education is really important. Mm-hmm. I think being happy and comfortable with who you are and what you're doing 
is uh, a good for a person's ego and the, you know and it's, I, and I like to do that for my grandchildren. So for me, going back to school was something I wanted to do, but I also wanted to inspire my grandchildren to finish school and to go on with their lives with a, a good education. So you're still inspiring and you're still influencing <laughs> just in a different aspect. Um, yeah. And I know the kids appreciate that because I appreciated it growing up, especially right. now. I mean, we may not show it when, while we're in the house or, you know, growing up with you, but I do appreciate it, what you have taught me and, and instilled in me. And of course, my fashion sense, I definitely uh, was inspired. And I'm sure all of my nieces and nephews, your grandkids, and my kids will appreciate your inspiration and your influencing today with education and going back to school, no matter how old you are, which is great, and getting a different type of degree in creative yeah. writing, which is so nice. And still people to this day don't think they can do it, but I think that's great. Do you mind sharing your age or no? No, I don't mind. Uh, okay, go ahead. Because I love it. I, when you turned a certain age before, I used to flash it all over Facebook. And people I know understand. you did. They, I know they, you they did. No. So now <laughs> I still love to say it. And I really yeah. want you to, you, you to say it. Yeah. I just turned 76 uh-huh. uh, in April. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Our viewers know that you do not look 76. And for someone to embark on a new career for creative writing or in creative writing and just pursue something different, that's such an inspiration and such an influence for all of us. And yeah, we thank you thank for you. that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, before we leave, what can our listeners take away today from your fashion and modest experience? And what would the most important thing you want them to take away and understand about being modest and being fashionable today? I would say if you're interested in fashion and trends, I would say just buy what you're comfortable with. Make sure the pieces that you buy, you can use them comfortably. When you put them on, you don't need to constantly pull and adjust. You want to put it on and you want to feel good in that piece. Also, you know, just uh, relax. Relax in your dressing when you shop. Shop for pieces that you know that you can use uh, with an adjustment, maybe a T underneath. Mm-hmm. An example, uh, the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. There may be a tunic you love with the cold shoulder, but you just stick a T underneath it and you can go head on and wear it. And it's trendy. And mm-hmm. maybe someone else will even get the idea. Oh, that looks nice underneath there, you know. So that for me, relax. Buy pieces that are comfortable and just go for it and be trendy and fashionable as you like. And, yeah. and, right, and set your style and that and that and, and that's all we and can set do. your style. Absolutely. Your that's your style. style. And I know that's what you used to tell us all the time. Set yeah. your own style. And you were an example of that. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and being my first podcast guest. I couldn't think <laughs> of anybody else. But you to be my first podcast guest. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh, because Thank you. I of, appreciate you're welcome, it. Yeah. Because of the modest fashion and modest beauty and just the overall portion of fashion and being modest. So thank you. And you have a great, wonderful day. And thank you. I will you see too. you soon. You too. Thank you so okay. much, mommy. Yeah. Bye, Bye-bye. mommy dear. <laughs>